Welcome to the Mindfulness Meditation Podcast presented by the Rubin Museum of Art. We are a museum in Chelsea, New York City that connects visitors to the art and ideas of the Himalayas and serves as a space for reflection and personal transformation. I'm your host, Dawn Eshelman. Every Monday we present a meditation session inspired by a different artwork from the Rubin Museum's collection and led by a prominent meditation teacher from the New York area. This podcast is a recording of our weekly practice, currently held virtually. In the description for each episode, you will find information about the theme for that week's session, including an image of the related artwork. Our Mindfulness Meditation Podcast is presented in partnership with Sharon Salzberg and teachers from the New York Insight Meditation Center, the Interdependence Project, and Parabola Magazine. And now, please enjoy your practice. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Mindfulness Meditation Online with the Rubin Museum of Art. I'm Dawn Eshelman. We are a museum of Himalayan art and ideas in New York City, as many of you know. And we're so glad to have all of you join us for this weekly program where we combine art and meditation online. So it is February, the first day of February, and we're talking about love this month. Because why not? Why not just take the reins back from that kind of hallmark version of what love is or what we're told love is and and really think about how we want to define it, um, how we want to define it in terms of love of a partner, love of another human being, love of ourselves, love of strangers, just how we're contextualizing that word also within our meditation practice. We'll look at an an object and um, we'll do that in just a moment. Then we'll hear a brief talk from our wonderful teacher, Rebecca Lee. And then we'll sit together 15, 20 minutes guided by Rebecca. Okay, so we will take a look now at the object. We are looking at a beautiful sculpture from the 1400s in Tibet. This is Guya Samaja, Buddhist deity. And Gusamaja is one of the main tantric deities who is the focus of the contemplative esoteric practice in the Gelug tradition. So this couple, this is Guyasamaya and consort, in this intimate embrace, each of them has three heads and six arms. Their hands are crossed in front of each other's chest. They hold ritual objects that include a sword with flames and a wheel. They're seated on this beautiful lotus throne that reminds us of enlightenment. And and I know that uh, for many folks new to tantric art, it's really the sexual element that seems to jump out and be most prominent here. But in fact, when you spend some time with the practice and the objects, you learn about the symbolism of what is going on here. And in fact, these two deities represent this enlightened nature. They represent the union of two qualities, wisdom and compassion. And these two qualities, when they come in balance, are really what open us up to enlightenment. And so within this context of love this month, we're bringing this to you to really celebrate the beautiful idea of the masculine and feminine that lives within each of us. 
and the wisdom and compassion that is available to each of us and the power of what can happen when those things are in balance. So, so happy to have Rebecca Lee here. Dr. Rebecca Lee is a Dharma heir in the lineage of Chan Master Shen Yen. She's the founder and guiding teacher of the Chan Dharma community, and she started practicing with Master Shen Yen in the 90s and served as his translator until his passing in 2009. And she later trained with and received this full Dharma transmission from one of his Dharma heirs, Dr. Simon Child, in 2016. You can find out all about her teaching, lectures, retreats at RebeccaLee.org. She's also a sociology professor at the College of New Jersey, where she also serves as faculty director of the Alan Dolly Center for the Study of Social Justice. And she has a new book, Allow Joy Into Our Hearts, Chan Practice in Uncertain Times. Please welcome Rebecca Lee. Hi. Hi, thank you, Don. It's so wonderful to be here with everyone on this very snowy day. day I'm looking out of my window with these icicles hanging off of my roof. So it's a beautiful day to be practicing with everyone. And, and thank you for your lovely uh, introduction of the of the today's artwork. And um, I chose this artwork not because I know anything about Tibetan art, but I thought um, not only is this a very beautiful statue, but also sort of helps us see that um, very often when we look at um, uh, many other Buddha statues, you see someone who's just like sitting here, very calm and feel like there's like no emotion there. And it might feel that, um, oh, being a, um, a, a Buddhist practitioner is about uh, just being removed from love. And in fact, what it is, is that when we truly connect with ourselves through the practice, we uncover our limitless capacity for love. And so I thought this um, statue in its wonderful way expressed that, uh, that, that beautiful balance and, and with this energy. And uh, the month of February, I was asking Dawn, is it because of the you know, Valentine's Day that we have the theme of love? And of course, usually we have this very narrow idea about love. And in our practice, Love is not just for romantic love, but also love for our parents, our children, uh, ourselves, our co-worker, anyone in our life, and even love for someone with whom we don't get along. And so that is our cultivation. And as I was thinking about today's practice, it reminded me of an experience I had many years ago before I started practicing uh, Buddhism. And I want to share it with you. I was with a, a boyfriend I had a long time ago, uh, not my current husband. And um, you might be able to relate to that. Uh, so it's one of those days that I was just kind of like grumpy and mad at him. I couldn't even remember for what. And um, so we were having lunch and he was just sitting across me and eating. And um, just my mind was just sort of very agitated, upset for unknown reason. 
And um, out of the blue, I was able to just be there and I could see him as he was. And I could still see it in my mind now that this person was just sitting there innocently enjoying his food. And it was uh, very endearing, not, and, and it's just because of the innocence of this person, this full human being, being right there in front of me. And I could remember the feeling of this affection, this love that, um, that is not conditional, that is, does not depend on um, him apologizing for whatever he did wrong or something. It was just like, oh, he's here. And um, I'm sharing this story with you because it made a really deep impression in my mind. I still remember that moment very, very clearly. And I realized what's interesting is that he hasn't done anything different. He was just there eating his lunch. And it was something in my mind that shifted. That I now, now I know what happened was that I connected with the present moment in that, in that moment. And I was fully there with him right there in front of me. Of course, I did not know at that time. I just remember that experience distinctly. And without the practice at that time yet, I didn't really know how to access this capacity to, to, to love someone just as he is. And it's not until I discovered Buddhist practice, uh, Buddhist meditation, that I understand what was happening. So when we engage in meditation, what we are doing is to train our mind to be fully here, to learn to work with our mind, to connect, to stay with the present moment. And in the process, we allow our agitated mind to settle down. And as the agitated mind of wanting this to be different and nitpicking ourselves, nitpicking the present moment, nitpicking the person in front of us sort of dissipates, then we can be fully here and we gain some clarity. And at the same time, we reconnect with our natural capacity to love unconditionally. That is our, how we are naturally, to be able to fully connect and love ourselves and other people right here in front of us. And um, somewhere along the line, we kind of lose that. We, for, we forget that. We didn't lose that. We lose, uh, we, we lose contact with our natural capacity to love unconditionally. And very often it happens when our mind is agitated. When our mind's agitated, then, and when we're suffering, we lose a contact with this natural capacity to love unconditionally. And when that happens, very often, you might have experienced that many times, is that we fall into the unhelpful habits 
our unhelpful habits of mind that causes us a lot of suffering. And when it comes to love, you might have experienced that. And then I want to talk about it a little bit more. Is that instead of our natural capacity to love unconditionally, we got stuck with our habit of conditional love, making our love conditional on something. One way or the other, we are preoccupied with this idea, this belief that um, we, we can't love this person or ourselves. We can't, I can't, uh, un- until something, until um, something soft, something fixed. We may not even know what it is. Sometimes we may believe there's one thing that needs to be solved. So we are convinced that this, this is the case. So when we get into this mode of thinking, our mind is tense and narrow instead of holding an open heart. There might be good intention underlying it, wanting to um, improve things, um, change things for the better. But ultimately, this mode of thinking is um, it results in more suffering in ourselves when we make our love conditional and it causes suffering for others. And it is not in accordance with wisdom and compassion. So I will describe it a little bit. Maybe you can um, it will resonate with you. And, and you can understand what I'm talking about. This, uh, this habit, is, uh, we, w- uh, we will notice that we are convinced that um, something is wrong, either with the person uh, that we, we believe we can't love or with ourselves. And uh, they're keeping us from loving. And this habit, this habit um, of a conditional love often is learned from our conditioning, maybe from our upbringing, from we may not even know exactly how it was formed, where it came from, or we may know, we may be able to hear that voice in our mind. And it sort of like shows up as uh, some variation of, um, I withhold love or affection until you do X, Y, and Z. Maybe like uh, that can be all kinds of things. it may be until you get good grades, until uh, until you lose weight, until you meet my expectation, until maybe you stop like smoking, drinking, doing drugs, or until you're perfect. You often say that to ourselves until we stop being bad, whatever that is. And that may be some kind of moving target. So these are the conditions that we set in our mind for us to deserve love, for other people to deserve our love. And what happens is that this habit causes a lot of pain in us. We might believe that in our way of thinking that withholding our love uh, will motivate someone to improve or do something good for them. And uh, very often it's counterproductive. And even when it works, even when it seems to be bringing some kind of change, actually costs incredible amount and anxiety. I have met a lot of college students that I've worked with, very, very good students. 
and are petrified by any kind of failure, because failure is so high stake. They have been conditioned into believing that they are no longer lovable if they do not fulfill these conditions, and so they become paralyzed, paralyzed, and、uh, so. Even though we think this is helping them, it is counterproductive. And meanwhile, it's causing a lot of pain in us. It's very painful when what we're doing is to go against our natural tendency to love and fully connect with ourselves, or fully connect with another human being, especially with someone we really want to love. We are. Blocking、uh, this love from fully flowing from our heart, from fully opening our heart. This is how we want to be, how we are naturally. So, with the stability and clarity of mind from meditative practice, then we are more likely to be able to notice this habit, this habit of. Conditional love, making our love conditional on something. We notice this habit showing up, and with our clarity、uh, that we cultivate from our meditation, we are more able to remember to come back to the present moment, to connect with our bodily sensations. Maybe we're walking,、uh, and also bodily sensations of our breathing. And we can remember that we can choose. We can choose in this moment to stop, to stop allowing these conditions to hold our love hostage, to block our love from freely flowing, and we can choose. To allow our natural capacity to love to operate right here, right now, by being fully present here, loving this person as she is right here, right now, no string attached, just love, and we are all capable of doing that, and. Our meditation practice help us help us train our mind to remember re- to reconnect with this natural capacity of unconditional love. So let's do a period of meditation practice to learn how to engage in the cultivation of stability and clarity of mind. So that we can reconnect with this capacity to love fully more and more often. So we will set up our body in a comfortable posture, allowing the lower back to fall into its natural curvature, so that the body is relaxed, supported by. Our skeletal structure, the way the body is designed to do, minimizing the use of 
muscles, allowing the body to relax and the mind to relax. And we begin. Feel the relaxation of the top of the head. And feel the relaxation spread to the forehead. Directly experience the subtle sensations of our forehead relaxing, allowing, allowing the tension to melt away. And feel the relaxation spread to the eyeballs and eye muscles. We hold a lot of tension in these muscles in our daily life from all the judging, comparing, And right here, right now, there is no need to do that. And we can give these muscles a vacation. Allow, allow the tension to melt away. And feel the relaxation spread to the facial muscles. Check to see if we're holding tension in these muscles by habit. Perhaps from holding a facial expression for the world to see. Right here, right now, there is no need to do that. We can give these muscles vacation and allow Allow the tension to melt away. And feel the relaxation spread to the entire head. Feel the relaxation spread down the neck muscles. Directly experience the subtle sensations of these muscles softening, like melting butter, as we allow, allow the tension to melt away. And feel the relaxation Spread down to the shoulder muscles, down the arms, to the forearms, and all the way to the fingertips. And feel the relaxation Spread to the chest area, 
we hold a lot of tension in this area by habit. Maybe from anxiety, worry, sadness, grief. Right here, right now, we can give them a rest and allow, allow the tension to melt away. And feel the relaxation spread down the torso. All the way to the lower abdomen. Trusting that the skeletal structure can hold up the body. There's no need to tense up these lower abdominal muscles. You can give them a vacation and allow, allow the tension to melt away. And feel the relaxation spread to the upper back. Directly experience the subtle sensations of the muscles between the shoulder blades. Softening as we allow, allow the tension to melt away. And feel the relaxation spread down the back and all the way down to the lower back. and down to the buttocks where we can feel the sensations of the body sitting on this chair or cushion and feel the relaxation spread down the legs and all the way down to the toes And feel the relaxation of the entire body sitting right here, right now. Clearly aware of the subtle changing sensations 
of the body, breathing, sitting right here, moment after moment. And if we notice the mind drifting off, no problem. Make use of that as an opportunity to practice remembering to reconnect with the sensations of the body sitting, breathing right here. No problem. We notice the thoughts coming through. That too is part of the present moment. Allow. Allow it to be here with thoughts, memories, feelings. Allow. Allow them to be fully heard and felt. It's a way for us to be fully present with ourselves. It is a way to practice unconditional love. And when these thoughts and feelings are heard, they will move on on their own. There's no need to chase them away. Moment after moment. Stay with this clear awareness. experience of this body-mind.
maintain this clear awareness as we transition from stillness to motion. Even when we move our hand or body, we can maintain this clear awareness of the changing sensations of the body moving. Thank you, Rebecca. That concludes this week's practice. If you would like to support the Rubin and this meditation series, we invite you to become a member. Thank you for listening.